Welcome back in, Greg Davis, Priority Talk Radio. And uh, we say welcome to the Alabama State House as we sit in the offices with Representative Lee Hulsey uh, for a short visit with her. So, Representative, thanks for having me into your office here. Thank you. I like your office. Me. You have a nice window. That's nice. Yes, uh, that's a commodity. It is around here. It really is. I forget if it's daylight or dark sometimes. Yeah. Quickly, uh, tell folks uh, your area that you represent, just so folks can remember your district and just generally the general you know, boundaries. So I serve um, in Shelby and Jefferson County. I've got uh, the cities of Helena, Bessemer, McCullough, Hoover, and Lakeview. Okay, outstanding. I just think it's always good for people to hear uh, who I'm speaking with, and so you can get a general feel from where they're from and if they happen to be your representative. Well, yesterday uh, on the air, I was late getting to the show because we ran late here yesterday because you were hustling very hard to get uh, bill, House Bill 125 passed. And we kind of refer to this as the clergy abuse bill, I guess. Is that right? Um, and so, uh, you know, it was the last thing that happened in the day. And uh, you, you really you got your heart rate up yesterday, got your workout in as you were having to hustle to make this thing happen. Uh, and so I was able to briefly overview, but just tell people how... How, where this came from, how it got started, and why this is so important. And then we can talk about some of the details, maybe. But just kind of give the story of this bill and why it's so important to you. So, uh, honestly, um, this came to me from some constituents who uh, were connected to an individual, um, a young adult, that has kind of been sharing her story and her testimony, so to speak. And um, at the end of the day, you know, just kind of listening to it and hearing what she experienced and then trying to, you know, get some justice, um, some resolution for, um, you know, what what had happened to her, we kind of realized there's nothing that law enforcement could do in certain situations. There's, there's like this little unique loophole mm-hmm. that exists. And, um, and bad people will find a loophole. Oh, they're good at it, mm-hmm. right? That is what... And, and this is anybody that, that is bent in a way that is not holy, not pure, not great, right? Like, and even even those of us that are bent that way, I mean, we all have, you know, hard, rough thoughts, wrestle those out. But at the end of the day, we know that the evil one is really good at helping people figure out how to find loopholes, how to do things that, you know, honestly, most of us would never think to do or mm-hmm. could figure out how to do, but this was very constituent driven. And essentially once it kind of started getting out there at that point, it really became a, a bigger priority for me. It was always important, but I realized how much it was happening. Yeah. I started hearing from people all over the state calling and telling heartbreaking stories, wanting to meet face to face and none of them, none of them got any justice whatsoever. And it was the same underlying problem. Um, so, I mean, that's really kind of what drove it. Give a typical scenario of maybe not not anybody specific story, but just a general story of what happens, uh, this, this problem. Sure. So, I guess let me lead with this. In the state of Alabama, consent for sex or sexual activity mm-hmm. is 16 years of age. Mm-hmm. So, what you have in certain situations is you will have... Um, I'm just going to pick an example, a youth minister, maybe, that is, um, you know, in a position of trust or authority over, you know, the members of his youth group. Mm -hmm. 
and they will start 13, 14, 15, give or take, kind of grooming these kids, teaching them um, really things that are not appropriate and start kind of, I'm going to use the word brainwashing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of a strong word, but it, but it kind of is what they're doing there. They're teaching these kids that it is okay to do certain things, but they're really cautious and they wait until they're 16 years old. And then they initiate sexual contact because at that point, that individual can consent. So essentially what it is, is it's really a grooming process where they're spending time developing this relationship, getting them to trust them, be really connected to them. And then they don't cross that line until they're 16. Um, so that that's kind of, that's honestly well, most of the It story. is. That's the stories that I've heard yes. as well. And they know that the law is 16. And so they mm -hmm. do that. And then... Uh, whenever down the road, whether it's a month, six months, a year, two years or whatever, uh, when that when when they realize, hey, this is not right, then you go back and they go, well, heck, the uh, you know, the, the, the consent 16 and there's really nothing that can be done now that and this is we're talking clergy here. OK, now that's different for teachers that are in a, a similar place of authority or influence. So public and private school teachers, the law, there's a separate law for them. Explain it. And this really is to equal those up. It is. So there's a law in the state of Alabama. A lot of us are probably familiar with it, but I, I also learned yesterday, several are not. Yeah. Um, but it, it basically waives consent as a defense. So if you are 16, 17, or 18, and you consent to having sex with your teacher, that cannot be used in a court in their defense. So that is completely waived, and it's not—it's just not an allowable defense. So it, it, that's essentially what it does. And then it provides penalties for those things. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty simple bill, honestly. I don't familiar with it, but it's a pretty simple bill. It is. And so if this bill, which it did pass the House of Representatives yesterday yes. on Tuesday, uh, and now it moves to the Senate. And if it passes the Senate and goes to the governor for her signature, uh, it would essentially make uh, put clergy uh, equal equal um, responsibility or expectation as we do for a public or private school teacher. And I think that's only right. This is a profession. Agreed. You're in a profession. Uh, I like that. And you're talking about uh, people that are uh, licensed, ordained, commissioned, whatever the word may be, by their church or their denomination. So that there is some definition to this, right? Yeah, we use a, a, a definition for clergyman that's found in the rules of evidence, Rule 505. But it's essentially what they use when they are looking at... Um, oh, I just blanked on what it's called. Um, sex offender registration. Mm -hmm. So it's it's tethered to that. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, you, and you pretty much hit it, ordained, licensed, or commissioned. And it also has practitioner of any bona fide established church or religious organization. And that language specifically hits the other face that are not yeah. really kind of defined as a minister or a pastor, but they, they have different, there's so many different terms out there. There are. But yeah. what that does is covers all the religions. Right. And um, we use this because the, it's a, it's it's literally a rule a rule of evidence in court hearings. Now it has been upheld. It works. 
it's a solid definition that we're not really going to have trouble with being challenged. Right. It's, it's already a definition that's there. Yes. And already understood and yep. already applied to the law. Correct. So it's, it's, it's a real clear uh, line there of understanding who this affects. And, um, you know, Representative Hulsey, I, I haven't come across any of our churches or pastors or anyone that's opposed to this at all. You know, we've taken this to the state denominational leaders. They've seen it. They agree with it. In fact, what we heard from them was we wish it could even be tougher, <laughs> you know, more strict. Um, and, and maybe there's time for that. But, you know, uh, let's get this done. At least let's get this done. And then we can move on. And really, I guess I wouldn't I wouldn't even really call it pushback. But the only points of, of argument on this was sort of why are you why are you just picking on clergy or pastors and not doing this broader which I loved what you said. Okay, let's make it broader. We can always go broader, but let's do this. Let's at least get this done for now. So what would it look like to make this broader? I mean, would that mean raising, raising the age of consent overall? Um, who, who else would it apply to? I know there's the thing like with coaches and people like that. Yeah, I think, it, and this is where it, it is really complicated. And, you know, I did. You're right. Like I mentioned several times, mm-hmm. I agreed with all of their points. But it, I think that is going to be a different and much heavier lift. Mm-hmm. Um, raising cons- the cons- the age of consent would be very challenging. Mm-hmm. I, I would have no issue with that. Um, but it, it, it would be extremely challenging mm-hmm. for us in this state. Um, the other piece, and I, and I like this distinction because I think it at least helps a little bit, is that right now the law applies to teachers, which is an occupation. This is the same thing. This is a job. Clergy, are, it is an occupation. It's ministry as well, but it is still yeah, an occupation. It's vocational. Most of the other things were volunteer roles. Mm-hmm. And um, it it's just a lot more complex when you start looking at trying to regulate or criminalize actions of just average Joe mm-hmm. who's just stepped up to volunteer in the community. Mm-hmm. So... You just you do have to be careful to make sure that um, we don't violate any laws. I mean, the funny thing is, I can drop a, a law, and you know, LSA will come to you and go, "Hey, that violates this section of the code." Right. There's so much that we don't know. So, um, I, you know, I hope to work on it with one of them. Mm-hmm. I put the offer out there even after we got off the floor. Yeah. Um, it would be a very heavy lift. I, I think it would be um, ideal to raise the age. Just think that yeah. that would be challenging. And even with that raising, I mean, there are some there are some places in there. Obviously, if people are married, this isn't going to apply. Things like that. So everybody's mind runs to these, uh, you know, really extreme, uh, you know, scenarios that maybe play out one in a million. You know, and there's you know those things are are, are not going to be affected by this. This is simply when someone um, you know has sexual contact. Uh, a clergy pastor, ever, whatever your church may call it, with someone that's underage, and that's not right. It's even more wrong for them to do it than it is for teachers to do it. <laughs> it it's wrong. It's even more wrong, I believe. I, I, As a minister myself, we should hold to a higher standard. We are. And so, look, we know this affects uh, even people listening to us. You've been affected by situations like this in the past, and. We, um, you know, we know there's listeners that this is personal to you and you've heard all the stories that this is personal. 
So we know that it affects people. And some of you listening, uh, you've been in these kind of scenarios. And so we hope this is something that can, if it passes the Senate and is signed into law, we want you to track with it, can give you a little bit of, uh, of you can breathe deep and go, at least people can now be held accountable who, who prey on kids in the church. Right. The, a place they should be safe. If they're safe anywhere, they should be safe should at church. Be safe in the church. But because of that and the assumption that people are safe in the church, bad people come to the church to do bad things. Absolutely. And I think, like, just to hit on a point real quick that you made, you know, people do, we and we all kind of do this. They go to the extremes, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not, we don't legislate extremes. What we legislate and what we try to deal with is majority, right? What's yeah. impacting the majority of people, because you cannot legislate every every scenario. That's the, impossible. You legislate the rule, not the exception. Correct. Yeah. And um, and this overwhelmingly, and, and it's so sad to like have that knowledge. I, I honestly wish I didn't know the things mm-hmm. that I know, but it is overwhelmingly a problem. Uh, we have incredible ministers. Mm-hmm. Sure, ninety nine yes. point whatever. It, it, yes. This is a. This is a. This is to handle the, the bad player at the table right? and to protect our children. And, uh, you know, I argued this on the floor the other day. We stand up and we fight for it. And I think we should. All these other issues around gender, sex, and we're not we're not fighting to protect their sexual purity, which is so critically important. And not getting this under control in the church. That that causes irreparable damage to the body of Christ. It, it, well, and it's a gospel issue yeah. because it turns people away uh, from the church, which you know should be representing the gospel to them and presenting the gospel yeah. and being an embodiment of the gospel, and, yeah. and that's not the gospel. And so it's a gospel issue, and that's why uh, the enemy works so hard to uh, to pervert. I mean, that, that is really the truth. Well, look, yes. uh, you've given us enough time. Thank you for having us in your office and just having this real important discussion. We just ask people to keep up with it. Uh, House Bill 125, it'll move to the Senate now. Uh, so I'll continue to talk about it. But, uh, you know, we encourage you to be supportive. Be in prayer. This is a big thing. Be in prayer. And if you have access uh, to uh, your senators, you know, let them know that, uh, hey, folks out in the church, we support this bill. Uh, we, we This needs to become law and close these loopholes that uh, people take advantage of. So thank you for your time and thank you for all your hard work on the issue, uh, Representative Lee Halsey. Thank you. Thank you.